Welcome to Nobody Told Me That, your source for candid business talk and stories. Your host is speaker and author Teresa Duncan. Sit back, buckle up, and hang on. All right, we're back for another episode. I'm here again with Kevin Henry, partner in crime and just all-around good guy. Hey, Kevin, how's it going? Hey, doing well, my friend. How about you? You know, I've, I've got a head cold, and I, I don't know where this oh. came from. It just kind of oh, popped up on me. Yeah, my voice is like, a, it's not it's not the normal peppy, you know, voice that you hear. Oh. So. Well, and, and and you're so peppy. Let's be honest. You know, I. <laughs> well, I hope I uh, hope if it's getting you down, you feel better soon. Shoot. No, I'll be fine. Thank you. It's 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 just one of those things where uh, it's it's bad timing. So I think I shared with you the boys are are gone. They're at this wonderful yes. scout jamboree, which is. Um, you know, it, I'm so thankful for all things scouts because whenever they go on a scout camping trip, that means the house is really quiet and it's just me and the, <laughs> the dogs, right? So, um, but of course, this whole time they've been gone, I've been fighting this little head cold. Um, uh. So, it, you know, it, it's just it's the timing issue. But on the other side, the bright side is that I've been able to knock off a lot of projects, and that's that's always good. Um, you know, you you and Dana travel a lot. I mean, you travel separately and together. I mean, do you manage to get your work done when oh, when they're yeah. when she's not around? I mean, how does that go? And and honey, if you're listening, let's put your hands over yours for a few seconds here. Um, yeah, whenever <laughs> she's gone, you know, and I know she feels the same way. You know, certainly, you know, I, I enjoy being around her. Don't don't ever think otherwise. But okay. but yeah, it's nice to be all just. Uh, focus on some things and get stuff done and and absolutely you know there whenever she's up in seattle seeing her side of the family uh oh i'm working till eight nine ten o'clock you know just cranking out projects so yeah i'm i'm much more productive as it turns out yeah you get get in a zone i mean i think you get in the zone i think i think that's really good i remember uh as an office manager my favorite was when everybody was gone you know people would be cleared out by say five forty five six o'clock and and I would stay and work until you know eight o'clock or or if we, you know we were closed on Fridays and I would come in on Friday and I didn't have to worry about patients or anything like that and and you, know, you just get in the zone and you just knock stuff out so yeah. I hope that I hope that all of you out there listeners are are able to find those times so that you can be super productive because it's such a good feeling when you are able to get all this stuff done. It, it is, you know, I, I I kind of blink and I'm like, wow, yeah, you, like you said, you get in the zone and all of a sudden things are done, and there's things that have been on my list for months, you know, and I finally get to check those boxes, and yeah, that's a pretty freeing feeling actually whenever you can get to that point. Now, let me ask you, do you, um, other than me, I guess, I, I, you're yeah. you're working with other people. You have people that you mastermind with. I mean, how how oh, important sure. has that been? to you for you making your courses in this direction oh. in your life, career oh I, I I am a huge fan of community you know and, and I think that it can be you know like this where you and I talk on the phone or on Skype or whatever it might be uh, you know I'm, I'm blessed that there's a whole little dental community here in the, the Denver, Boulder, Longmont area where we can all get together and kind of chat about topics and things like that but no I, I Getting together and and brainstorming and noodling ideas and and you know spitballing whatever you want to call it, it 
it, uh, it's been so beneficial for, for my speaking career, my consulting career, because it, it does get you out of that bubble. And, you know, just talking with other people exposes you to new things, new ideas, new ways to do things that uh, I think is invaluable personally. I think I think so too. There's we've we've got uh, we're very lucky to have very good friends that are yep. just smart as whips, and so it's nice to be able to bounce ideas off of each other. And online, I mean, I I just read some of the Facebook groups and just realize how smart some of these people are that are that are on there and sharing their their information so freely and so you know just so generously. Um, it's really it's really a nice industry that we're in. Uh, that that we can see that that we can just log on and see that. Now, yeah. you and I are are we we have a course that we have taught for I think the last two years now, um, and it's it's industry and in, industry perspectives. You know, it's basically yep. what's going on in the industry um, from two people who have been through different parts of the industry, and you as a publisher and and just keeping your your head down with all the stats and the the trends, and then of course. With me, with the insurance and the managing piece, you know, it's a really nice class. <clears throat> One thing that we really haven't done in a while is kind of circle back and talk about the feedback to that class because I know I've had some feedback since the last time we gave it, um, and we're giving it again actually at Dentrix Business of Dentistry. But what right. are you? Have you heard any anything from any doctors, or do you hear anything, or what's up? Oh yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I'll I'll go first, and then I certainly want to hear your take on this. But yeah, I, I think that. You know, it's kind of like I was saying just a minute ago. That so often we get in, in our little cocoons and bubbles, and you know we know what's going on around us, but we don't know what's going on in that next wave around us. You know, the kind of like the ripple effect. You know, what are those waves that are going further and further out? What's going on out there? And and that's one of the things that I've heard from doctors so often is that they they may know. You know, just as an example, uh, they you know they they have a practice in Chicago. Uh, but they, you know, whenever you look at Illinois as a whole with some of the statistics that we throw out there, it's kind of eye-opening to them uh, because, you know, Chicago may be leading the charge being such the, the big city of Illinois, but, you know, Springfield, Quincy, you know, Alton, all the other cities in Illinois, there's still things going on in those practices as well. And so I, I think it, it just gives good perspective that you don't get if you just sit in your office all day and you just go, you know, this is fine, I'm good. You know, there, there's a lot, yeah. a lot of things going on in the world. I mean, how about you? Well, you know, I'm just still surprised that we have offices that are not getting paid for the work that they're, you know, that they provided by insurance companies, and it's not even the insurance companies. Let me just take a step back because, uh, as much as I talk about insurance companies, I never want to bash them um, right. when they don't deserve it. So it, it's the state. So like you brought up Chicago. I mean, the state of Illinois is in such bad straits. I mean, they're they're they have so much debt. They haven't been able to pay dentists who are providers of care for um, Delta. And, and Delta is not going to pay them out of their pocket. They've got to pay only from the funds that come from the state. And, and these doctors are waiting over a year to get paid. And I'm just, you know, what, what kind of environment is that okay? That's, there's no environment in which that's okay. That's just awful. No. And no, I'm, hearing, I'm hearing rumblings about Connecticut, too. You know, Connecticut's not necessarily one of the healthiest states out there, which is interesting because um, I, I thought that it was fine, and I was talking with a doctor 
who's there and he says you know we're, we're not in good shape he said our, our budget has not been good you know the legacy costs um, <clears throat> to run the state are not good and so you know yeah. he, he suspects and, and that, that it'll be the same situation I, I'm just amazed that we have that going on and we have to, and that's something that somebody in an office who has patients that used to work for the state retired workers for, for Illinois they don't know I mean you're in Michigan you've got retirees from Illinois and, and now you have to sit and wait for you know p- payment to be made and, and how did you how could you even see this coming it, it's you know we get blindsided yeah. by a lot of things oh absolutely and you know, and, and it's the whole frog in the boiling pot of water, you know, thing that we've heard so many years. You know, all of a sudden, you you blink and everything around you has changed. Uh, you know, and so that's why I think it's valuable. I mean, I, I love doing the course with you, but I think it's it's so valuable that people get a perspective from around the country on what's going on. You know, you may think that, well, I'm in Denver. What happens in Chicago doesn't matter. And yeah, you know, it does actually, because does. what's going on in Chicago now may ripple toward Denver or you know anywhere else in the country. And so you've got to know how people are tackling those issues in other parts of the country for when they come to you. It's not an if; it's a when. I think. I I agree. I agree. And and I will say that here here's an interesting observation too. Is I when I'm talking about insurance. I will always get the question, no matter what state I'm in, when are they getting getting rid of Premier? So that's that comes up in almost every state. And uh, the state that you're in, in the, I'm talking about Delta Premier, sorry, I, I, I forget that not everybody takes insurance, <laughs> but Delta Premier versus Delta Preferred. Premier is the higher paying plan, Preferred is the lower paying plan, but there's a lot more Preferred out there, uh, I think strategically, there's a lot more Preferred out there than there is Premier. And in some states, Premier is no more because uh, the, the the talking point has been, well, we didn't sell a lot of Premier uh, policies, yeah. so here's why we have all this preferred policy, and, and you're going, wait a second, what, that just sounds weird. So <clears throat> that's, that's, a, that's a pretty popular question that I get. You know, what, what about Premier in my state? And every state that you go to, they're going to tell you it's not going away. So, I mean, like... Why even go down to the Delta booth and ask them? Because that's that's what they're going to say. But what? So my advice is, take a look at other states and just see. Make your own decision. You know, do you think it's going to happen? We don't have a crystal ball unless we're in these boardrooms. You know, we don't know these things. So we have to just be prepared for it. So if if Premier does go away, how are you positioning yourself in the community so that it doesn't affect you as much? It's going to affect you. But not as sure. much, you know. So, so I think, like you said, you know, if you're not in your bubble, you're outside of your bubble. You're looking to see what other people are doing. I, I think you're doing your due diligence as a business owner. I mean, that's what it seems like yeah. to me that we're doing due oh, I, diligence. Absolutely, I, I think that you know, if if it'd be like a a, a Wall Street analyst only focusing on a couple of stocks, you know, I mean, it, it's got to be more. Uh, well-rounded, shall we say? You know, I, I know. You know, my my wife's a practice management consultant, and and you know, and she does a lot of work in Washington State. And what Delta is doing in Washington State, you know, Dana keeps a very close eye on 
because she sees how that the ripple effects can happen with practices she's working with in Colorado or Alabama or any Absolutely. other places around the country. Yeah, and it's vital for her success to know what's going on and from a nationwide perspective. And I know you guys have talked about that, but I, I would say that to anybody listening to this. I think it's important that you know from a national perspective our patient trends going up or down. You know, I mean, you know, and you may go, well, that's the nation. That's not my practice. Well, why not insulate yourself versus what might be coming, or you know, uh, what? Why? Why take the chance of just shrugging your shoulders and going, ah, it'll be fine? Is that such it, a weird thing to hear, though? I mean, I'm sure you hear it on the road. I hear it on the road where a dentist will sure. say, um, or a manager. You know, what? I, I got to say that there's a there's there's a breed of manager out there um, that that thinks that things are going to stay the same for as long as he or she is in oh. practice. And it's it's odd, right? Like when you run into them, yeah, you kind of just it, it is. shake them. You want to shake them a little, don't you? Yeah, you know, are you, are you the ones that have the shag carpeting still in your practice? <laughs> just curious, you know. Yeah, and, and and you're right. I've heard that too, and and it's it's kind of mind boggling, honestly. You know, I talk um, a lot about the. The, the dental diagnosis codes that are going to be coming down the line. And, uh-huh. I mean, I know, <laughs> I, c- I can see the faces of people when I start talking about it. You know, there's half of them that are just furiously writing notes, and they figure they're going to absorb it later, and then there's half of them are just stunned into silence because they can't believe we're going to be going down this road of dental diagnostic codes. And you've got that nice view off to the side where you can just kind of watch the jaws drop. I've seen you do do that, watching the jaws drop. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> but, 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 you know, so I've got doctors that will come up to me afterwards and say, um, this is not happening. I, you know, you're just trying to scare me. And, and they'll, oh. they'll, you know, I'm not going to do this. You're just, you're trying to drum up business, which that's not even the case. I don't even offer that kind of consulting. I, I'm just, I mean, so really, I mean, if you think this is scary, what if I were trying to drum up business, you know? Um, right. So, so yeah, so they they tell me that they don't need to worry about that or, or you know, I'm going to be retired by then and the person who takes over is going to have to worry about that. That I can get behind, right? Like, that's good planning. <laughs> sure. That's, yeah, it's not my problem anymore and you yeah. wash your hands with it. Yeah, yeah. But, but, the, like. but the office manager who's like, you know, don't I'm not going to worry about it until I get something from Delta. I'm not going to worry about right. it. I just think those days yeah, but, are over where you're so insular. But but at that point, if you're getting something from Delta, I mean, it's too late, right? I mean, Absolutely. you're you're done. You're done at that point. Yeah. Yeah, you're cooked. You the frog has boiled at that point. I mean, <laughs> yeah. It is. We're done. And 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 that's when you find out that you know maybe you're you're trimmed off the network. Maybe you're not part of the network anymore because they don't need you. It's it's kind of frightening out there now. But the other pain point we hear a lot. When we give this course, you know, so so the two things that that people gravitate towards in this course are, of course, the insurance part, but also the hiring part, which you talk about. Yeah. Um, what are you What are you hearing out there coming down the pike, or any any rumblings? I mean, what are you hearing? Yeah, you know, you know, the thing that people raise their eyebrows most about during during my portion of it uh, is, and and like I said, it's, it's on the hiring side of things, and it's about. You know, the female dentists, the rise of them, the group practices and how things are changing with that. But the thing that I notice people kind of perk up a lot about is whenever we start talking about millennials. And millennials seem to have this, you know, they're the devil uh, in so many people's <laughs> eyes. You know, oh, they, they sleep till noon and they're just on their smartphone till four and then they eat dinner and then they go to bed, you know. 
uh, or they're out all night, you know, and, and they've really got a bad reputation, and, and I don't believe that at all. Uh, you know, I think that they just have a different way of doing things than previous generations, and hey, what a shock. Every generation is different with how they do things and what's important to them. Sure. But the thing that, that I, I always emphasize during our talks is that you're not just talking about how millennial patients are going to change your practice and how you need to reach them, but this is your next wave of assistance, of hygienists, of front desk, you know, even the dentist at some point very soon. You know, and so if you're looking at hiring, you've got to know what's important to millennials, and it may not be a big paycheck. It may be more about how are they helping to change the world? What impact are they going to have on their local community? And so I, I always talk about that how are you on your website emphasizing how you're active in the community to people? Uh, because it's not only good for patients to see this, but this next generation that has said in so many studies and statistics and surveys that they, they want to make the world a better place, well, they're going to gravitate toward practices who feel it's important to go to schools and do oral health education or take time to sponsor a local scout troop or whatever it might be. You know, but are you, are you telling people that in, you know, through your communication, through your social media channels? So the new normal seems to be with, with hiring. Well, maybe not hiring, but just with employment. The new normal seems to be the employee that really is only going to be there two or three years. Um, yep. What what is and you've you've done some looking into yeah. this. I mean, what is, does that yeah. support what you're saying? Well, actually, what what we, what I'm finding is that it's it's more about connecting into the millennials will view their workplace as a community, and they will view the the community where they are as somewhere that's beneficial or not. I mean, it's pretty black and white. But if they plug into somewhere that they really feel like they're making a difference, that they're appreciated, and, you know, I, I, I've heard all the jokes about participation ribbons and everything else, you know, <laughs> but that's not, that's not what this is about. This is about, you know, what you should be doing every day in your practice. I don't care what generation. You should be saying thank you. You should be treating each other with respect. You know, this next generation, if, if they're not being treated properly, they're not going to stick around. Uh, I mean, it's that simple. And, you know, they're not going to grit their teeth and bear through it like some of the previous generations are. They're going to be like, you know what? See ya. Wouldn't want to be ya. Yeah. And, and I think that it's really important that, and it may, I hope, honestly, I hope it's a little bit of a wake-up call to a lot of practices that they've got to start doing things a little differently, that they've got to eliminate the drama, show appreciation, uh, you know, make it actually a place that people want to work, not somewhere that they have to work. So that's that's really the difference. Um, you know, you want to come to work, not not just that you yeah. have to work. And gosh, we've all worked with with people that have had to work and didn't really uh. enjoy it. And and it's it stinks. I mean, they they you can really feel like the pressure, you know, from working with somebody who's who's n unhappy, you know, just not not wanting to be there. Um, but from a from an employer's point of view, turnover every two or three years is is extremely expensive. I mean, it's extremely sure. expensive. So we've got this struggle of, you know, I want to hire the best. I don't mind paying a little bit of money, but if she or he is going to be leaving, you know, within two or three years, why am I even doing this? And then, you know, you, you end up talking yourself out of hiring somebody really good um, because of fear, you know, and that's yeah. <clears throat> when an office is growing, a lot of times 
they'll tell me they're really reluctant to grow because they're afraid they're not going to get good people because their core team is so <laughs> good. You know, Isn't that and, amazing? And, yeah, but you know, you can't you can't grow if you don't have the bandwidth. So you've got to get more people. Um, right. So if you if you are looking to hire a whole bunch of you know let's say under thirty, you're all you're getting in, in the resume is under thirty. Um, you know how do you how do you work with that person? How do you bring them into the fold? I, I think the biggest thing that you do is that you realize with them with this younger generation, it's not about money. Okay, and and I know that some of you may kind of roll your eyes at that, but it's really not about money. It's you know it's like the community that I, I talked about a few minutes ago. So if you're getting these resumes in, you know I really think that you need to not only be prepared to interview that person, but be prepared for them to interview you as well. You know, and and what questions are you going to answer for them? And again, I think it goes back to is your practice just about money and is it just about you know uh, weeping, whipping patients through as quickly as possible or are you really about making a difference are you really about oral cancer screenings are you really about changing people's lives through you know implants or whatever it might be to help them actually eat the food that they want to eat those are the important talking points that this next generation wants to hear because then all of a sudden they can feel like that even if they change one person's life They've impacted their community. They've impacted the world. And I think that it's really important uh, that when you're getting these resumes in, you're not thinking about, well, gosh, how much should I pay this person, but more about how are they going to fit into our culture, how are they going to change our culture, you know, uh, because just as much as a person who doesn't want to work there is going to impact everybody else, somebody who's actually got a spark to them, and is actually excited about being there, I think that that's going to impact people around them as well. I would be 100% shocked if somebody I was interviewing actually asked me some really good questions. You know, as a, if I interviewed, I can't even count how many people in my, in my lifetime, and, and it is very rare when you get somebody who's confident and who can ask questions uh, and, and really, you know, make an impact on, on me, you know, impress me in that interview. Uh-huh. And so if somebody were to ask me, you know, so tell me what, what it means to, you know, what is it like being a member of this community? Or tell me, you know, what do you all do for the community? I would be, I would be 100% shocked. So oh, it sounds, it, it, but it sounds like that's what I should expect a little bit, right? Is that well, what you're saying? Well, and, that, and that, honestly, that's something that, you know, uh, I, I'm part of a, uh, a co-founder of a community for dental assistance called Ignite DA, uh, for those of you who don't know. And that's something that we're always talking to these younger dental assistants about is that interview processes should be a two-way street. You know, and first of all, you should do your homework on the practice. You know, you go to their website, learn what they're about, learn what they offer, learn what they believe in. But at the same time, whenever you go in for that interview, don't be afraid to ask questions and really make sure that it's a fit for your personality. You know, you can go anywhere and get a paycheck. And if that's all you're looking for, well, anywhere is going to fit that bill. But if you really want to go somewhere that you feel like you're going to fit in and make a difference, then you should be asking questions of them just as much as they are of you. Absolutely. You know, we should probably do a, a podcast on uh, interviewing, you know, how to be how to really yeah. blow, blow people away at the interview because, uh, I, I mean, I know for sure what doesn't work in an interview, uh, just because I've seen it so often, and I'm, I think that would be kind of cool to do that I and too. talk about what would work. Yeah, and I know that's something that would that would really help out Ignite DA members 
too. And and I will add uh, information about Ignite DA to the show notes so that uh, if you're looking for it, it's IgniteDA.net, right, Kevin? Is that what that is? Yes, yes. Yeah. you're right. So IgniteDA.net, and it's got all sorts of resources on it, webinars, um, community, you've got access to Kevin, you know, to ask him questions, and, and just with each other, too. That's that whole don't yeah. stay in your bubble uh, thing that we've been talking about. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, so, and there's and there's a counterpart too, isn't there? Ignite D. There's a. I know there is Ignite yeah. DDS with uh, <laughs> for, for doctors, uh, and it's yep. really for for new doctors, right? So new doctors. It is. It is. It's for new and young doctors, and young. Know, that's one of the things that I know. David Rice, uh, Dr. David Rice, who's the founder out of the Buffalo area. Uh, you know, I know that he's very adamant that it's it's got to be a good fit for whoever you're bringing in, because the worst thing that can happen is. Somebody takes the job just for the paycheck and that you're looking just for any warm body who will fill that position because ultimately you're going to be hiring somebody else pretty quickly because neither one of you are happy. If that's if you're just looking to check the box and that's all you're worried about, that, that's going to lead to some issues. It's... Uh yeah, it, it's something that people struggle with too because new doctors coming out of school, they don't they don't know how to interview. They don't know how to assess whether or not this is a good candidate. So, uh, yeah, we should do that in, the, in a future one, and, and we'll Let's see do. if we can shed some some light on that. Um, That'd be good. So the other thing too about this this course, and, and it's really really this is just a, a future forward looking podcast episode. Um, the other thing about that course that we have seen is that there are more and more people who are interested in how to run an office that aren't necessarily dentists. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, so we, we are seeing, you know, we talk a little bit about in the class, you know, the, the rise of group practices, and, and I'll just tell you what I say to the front of the room. Um, what I, you know, I'm not too concerned about the, the Aspens and the Heartlands and all of that. They have their niche. They have their target market. They've got their marketing budget. I I think it's good that you've got some competition because it makes you refocus on what is good for you and how you can really take a look at the market. But other than that, there is definitely a lot of spouses getting involved. Um, Also, business people who have no dental experience are getting involved with running the office. And I have no issue with business people that have no dental experience. I, I don't want that to come across wrong. I think actually... I would love it if all dental people had business experience so you know we can teach dental to the business people but how do you think that's impacting what's what the future of the the small dental office is going to be in the yeah. you know in the next couple of years what do you, what do you, do you hear good bad about that well i i think that it's going to force which uh, and and believe me i don't think that's a bad thing but i do think that it's going to force more business knowledge on the smaller practices to be able to keep up with that i think that you're not going to be able to guess at your numbers anymore and you're not going to be able to guess if your marketing is working or not you're not going to be able to guess where your patients are coming from you're actually going to have to know this stuff and and not that that's a bad thing at all because i think it makes dental practices better businesses which is a great thing uh, ultimately for all the employees of that business but uh, you know I, I I'm trying to figure out the best way to say this I, I don't think that group practices are ever going to do away with small practices I I, I you know any, any more than digital media did away with newspapers you know sure some closed but it forced you know newspapers to really rethink their strategy and to re- 
kind of focus how they did things. And honestly, that's where I think we're going with these smaller dental practices are that you're not going to close your doors, but you're going to need, you're going to, need to do business a little differently. Mm-hmm. And again, going back to what we talked about earlier, it's you can't be that frog in the pot of water saying everything's fine. <laughs> uh, you, know, it, you have to be proactive. You've got to figure out what are you really at the end of the day, your business, what's it about? You know, what, what, why do you get up in the morning? Why do you do what you do? And, and it can't just be, well, I, I like my patients and we want to make money. There's got to be more to it than that. One of the privileges that I've had in this industry has been um, working with the dental business, um, dental spouse business network, which is a part of ADOM. And I started their Facebook group. It's a private invitation only Facebook group. You have to be a member of ADOM. Um, it has been a real privilege to work with all of those that are in that group. And they are all dental spouses, dental partners. Sorry, Kevin, I can't get you in. They, they, you wouldn't pass the mustard. But Don't. Sorry. Um, but, but they really, they take it upon themselves. And there's, there's a lot of them in there that, that are not dental at all. They, they married a dentist and are yep. now working in there. Um, they are taking the time to take business classes. They come to my insurance classes. They are listening. They're reading magazines. They're bouncing ideas off of each other. And I think that's the way to do it. What they're doing is they are they fully realize they're never going to be Heartlands and Aspens, but they're just trying to make sure that they do it the best that they can. So I, I think it goes back to your community piece. You know, you have to find a, a group of people that can help you because you just can't do this on your own. It's, just, it's impossible. Uh, so is. this this DS, if you're a dental spouse, um, if you're out there and you are a member of ADOM and, and you can join ADOM, uh, you can use TD2017 as a, a code so that you get a disc. I don't get any anything for that, um, but you join, I think, at 129 instead of 164. But it's dentalmanagers.com and it's TD2017. If you are a dental spouse, I, I guarantee you that that is the best money you're going to spend all year. Um, you will not regret it because you'll get into that group and you will see the kind of support that they give each other. And you see that a lot in the support groups. On your, you see it on Ignite DA. Um, you see it in some of the communities on Facebook. Uh, you've got your lovely bride has the Dentrix community that's popping. She's yep. got Navoni. So yep. this, this whole community aspect is really, that's, that's just so important, I think, to, to the future of our, of our industry, I, I think. <laughs> I, I agree with you, and I, I think you've got to, you know, I, I think ADOM at one point uh, really had a, a find your tribe, uh, you know, it was kind of kind of their uh, their slogan for a little bit there, and I, I mm-hmm. think that it's the same thing here. I think that you've got to find a group that you feel very comfortable with, a group that you feel like you're going to learn something from, and then, you know, make time to make that a priority, uh, you know, where you can learn from them. You can learn from other people, and you know, get out of that bubble. I, I think that's so vital to where dentistry is going. Now, do you think there's ever going to be a time where offices are going to look at being 24 hours a day offices? Like, wh- have you <laughs> ever thought of, um, like, because, you know, there's that competitive edge, and, and if you are surrounded if you're in Vegas, for example, I just lectured out in Vegas, oh. and, and they've got so yeah. many shift workers out there in the casinos. You know, one of their one of the offices' competitive edges is being open 
24 hours a day. I mean, how do you... Sure. This isn't even talking about anything that we do with, as far as speaking. I'm just going off tangent here. What do you think of going to a dentist office at like 2 o'clock in the morning? Is that... That's so oh. weird, oh. isn't it? Well, <laughs> a little bit. But, you know, uh, whenever you... You know, you and I spoke together in Spokane, Washington uh, at the Inland Northwest Dental Conference. It was, it was a great meeting. And, yeah. you know, I've got family in Spokane, so I love being up there. But... I don't think you were with me whenever I drove past the dental practice that was advertising seven to seven, seven days a week. No, uh, I didn't see yeah. that. Yeah, and, and, and it really kind of took me aback for a minute there because I was like, so somebody's going to be getting their teeth cleaned at seven in the morning on a Sunday. You know, yeah. but, but, you know, it's, that's how that's differentiating themselves. And you're right, it's about shifts. You know, uh, certainly not everybody's working, you know, uh, I can't even do quick math. What is it, uh, 84 hours a week? Uh, certainly nobody's doing that. Yep. But, you know, but, but this is, it's about convenience, and, and that's how that practice decided to set itself apart. And, and I don't know how many times I've told that story just since we were up there in May. I mean, it made a huge impact with me, I can tell you. I, I am just amazed that, uh, so here we, so let's, let's take it back to what you were saying about the millennials. So, you know, they want flexible schedules, and so do other people, sure. not just millennials. Um, sure. So if you've got offices with all these different schedules, you could theoretically accommodate everybody's scheduling needs, not just the patients, but the employee's scheduling needs. But what sure. a nightmare from a manager's point of view to handle uh, all of these schedules. But yeah. you know, it, but it goes back to, you know, is this what's best for the patient? Can we help the patient? Most of our, you know, it, up there, the casino was big business. That's We actually spoke up at a casino. Um, uh-huh. So I imagine that, the you know, the, the shift work there um, had something to do with that. Yeah, I, I just think there's offices out there now that are trying weird things, off-the-wall things, in order to stand out. And something's, you know, sometimes it sticks, like this seven... You know, seven to yeah. seven, seven days a week. Sometimes I guess it sticks. I, I think that's well, good. Well, you know, I, uh, next time I'm up, up in Spokane seeing my sister-in-law, I, I'm going to try to actually go to that practice and just say, okay, seriously, how long have you all been doing this and is it working? You know, because I, you know, I, you're right. I see a lot of crazy things being thrown out there, yeah. but, but does it stick? Does it? Do they keep going with it? I, that's the part that I'm, I'm real curious about. And again. I think that you can't just walk out and say, you know what, we're going to be open seven to seven, seven days a week. You bang the gavel and that's it. Well, how are you going to track whether that's actually successful? And staying open longer means higher staff costs and and a lot of other things that go into it. So are, you may be making more money, but are you spending more money to make that money? You know, and and again, it's business one on one, honestly. Well, and you haven't even really gotten into is there is there PPO participation? So is, we're not even getting our full fees. You know, are we sure. are we only seeing PPO patients? And you know, if you're only getting fifty sixty dollars for per visit, it does it make sense? Pay your assistant, pay your uh, dentist, um, yeah. front office people. I mean, I don't I don't know. I don't. It doesn't. I, I'm curious. Yeah, I I love different business models because it just challenges you to think. You know, could I have done this differently and can I use this and tweak it? You know, the whole thing with uh, bringing in the paraffin wax. Remember when that was the big to-do, people were oh, bringing in the uh, wax and all that. The, um, the, the hot towels and the paraffin wax. Oh, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, and, and, you know, really that's, it's, it's nice and all, but it's, it's not enough to make me think I've got I've to go back to that office. So, you know, it, what would make a difference to me is that they're always open when I'm able to go and see them. 
um, yeah, that I think would make a, a big difference. So, so well, when well, we, go ahead, sorry. I was just going to say, whenever we're out in Vegas uh, in a few weeks speaking at the Business of Dentistry Conference, mm-hmm. then mm-hmm. we need to do a Vegas, you know, undercover, uh, not like a Showtime thing, but, you know, do you know? we need to see, is there a practice out there that's actually doing these long extended hours? I'd love to, to chat with them and see if oh, it works. You know what? Let me do some hard-hitting journalism right here. Are you ready? Are you ready for this? Oh, right. my gosh. Yeah, so let's, I, I need to know answers. I, I this is these are burning questions. I'm sure that they would be flooding in from our our listeners if they had a chance. Um, Kevin, every time you go to these cities, there is a part of you that burns. You need to get to an In and Out Burger, don't you? Oh, are you kidding me? If I am west of Denver, absolutely. That's that's a no brainer, right there. I, no so here's the thing, here's the journalism part. Why? I need to know why. Because. <laughs> I'm because I'm I have an addiction, you know. I'm I'm the guy. <laughs> hi, my name is Kevin, and I'm addicted to In and Out. Hi, Kevin. You know, uh, I, I that's a great question. You know, <laughs> I, uh, but I, I can tell you, oh yeah. Uh, whenever I land in Vegas, we'll go through the drive-through at In and Out on the way to the, the hotel. I guarantee you. Uh, you know, that's how we yeah. start things off. Well, Julie Mitchell came to pick me up, uh, dear Julie Mitchell, who works. Uh, she's in Vegas, and when I was at the Adom chapter a couple weeks ago. She picked me up and she said, "Do you need anything before I take, you know, drop you off at your hotel?" And I said, "There's an in and out along the way, please." And we got I, there, and I, I, you know, got the the double double extra onions, um, protein style because I, you know, I'm not a I'm not a carb person, so protein style. And and she tried it, and it was messy and glorious. So oh, um, absolutely, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was good yeah, stuff. I, you know, th- yeah, we could do a whole burger podcast, uh, but uh, you know, I know we won't. But yeah, uh, I'm going to be curious whenever we're out there in a few weeks to see, uh, you know, what what different things we can find whenever it comes to uh, dentistry in Vegas. And you know, again, if it works in Vegas, would it work in Denver? Would it work in Washington D.C.? You know, Charlotte? Who knows? Uh, but uh, it's always interesting to see what different people are trying. Well, you know, Vegas just got the the pot. They just got pot passed. Um, so yeah, I, you know, yeah. And, and having watched Washington and Colorado, you know, yeah, it, it what you know, you are you're in you're in the heart of it. But there is um, a lot of alarm now about the impact of that on people's teeth. So I'm not even talking socially. Sure. I don't I don't even care about that. I don't want to get into that. But but is are we seeing more and more patients that are having, you know, this is a detriment to their oral health. And so I'm really curious to see if we're going to see the same thing in Vegas. And, you know, then what's going to trickle all over. Because it's eventually, I, I don't know, don't you think it's going to be legal eventually, like everywhere? You, you would think so. You know, I mean, uh, and and I know some of our friends in the Bible Belt are shaking their heads right now. But, you know, I, I think whenever you look at, you know, earlier you were talking about the state of Illinois and all the budget problems and mm-hmm. Connecticut and some of the other states. I can tell you, uh, we folks here in Colorado, we're doing good. You know, I mean, it's it's amazing the taxes that are coming in uh, from marijuana sales. Yeah. And, 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 and this is a whole different tangent, I know. But, but you're right. Uh, it, I'm curious to see whenever it goes into a new area what the difference is. And by the way, I saw on our local newscast the other night that they are starting to run short on alcohol and marijuana for the eclipse coming up. 
oh, you're kidding me. <laughs> now, you know, so, so plan ahead, folks. If you haven't already got uh, got what you need for the eclipse, uh, you know, you might. Wow. <laughs> that, that is so funny. I, I never would have. I read the news story on the eclipse, and it did never even cross my mind that I should just go stock up on these things. I, uh, I well, apparently the, uh, the the marijuana growers here in Colorado are hitting it into overtime uh, because we are close to the 100% darkness thing. Uh, everybody's going to drive up to Wyoming and go, whoa, man. You know, so uh, it's, it's going to be interesting. So. You know, honestly, 10 years ago, if, if somebody had handed me a bundle of cash and said, invest it in what you want, Ten years ago, I would have set up shop in Colorado and just waited for the bill to pass because oh, okay. y'all are swimming in it, swimming in. Oh, money. absolutely, yeah, and yeah. There are, there are, and and this is truth. This isn't just a wise tale. There are more pot shops now than Starbucks here in Colorado. <laughs> you know, so, so you, you know, just take that with a grain of salt, folks. Uh, and wow. and I will say as a disclaimer, not all of us are potheads. Not all of us, you know, that's yeah, all that's we do. True. All that. That's true. But, that's but true. we certainly sit back and enjoy the tax benefits of it. I can tell you that, right, yeah. Griffin? So <laughs> that actually was a that was the surprise guest of Odie who has decided oh, Odie. that this it's time for the podcast to end because mommy has been <laughs> doing this for too long. So all of our children are so demanding. Um, <laughs> so all right, Kevin, we'll do a, another episode soon, and, and maybe we'll talk more In and Out Burger and, and marijuana, and they're probably related for some people. <laughs> they I'm probably sure. are actually. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Great, well, thank you again. And remember, our goal is to give you the info you need so that you don't have to say, nobody told me that. Subscribe to this podcast so you'll get our next candid discussion. Visit Teresa's website, odysseymgmt.com. That's odysseymgmt.com for more information on Teresa's courses, books, and speaking schedule. Subscribe to her newsletter while you're there. Don't say we didn't tell you that.